Yes, in a delightful way, we can all say, Lord, I love you. But also he is waiting to hear us declare, Lord, I love your appearing. And this is the title of message four. I think a precious and delightful way as the conclusion of this uh, very delightful time together. Loving the Lord's appearing. And the key verse, I'll read another later, but a key verse is in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, with which the Lord, the righteous judge, will recompense me in that day, and not only me, but also all those who have loved his appearing. Now, Paul could say this at the end of his journey assigned by the sovereign God. He knew very soon he will be martyred. He will be put to death. And he makes it clear to all of us that we can only know that we have been living an overcoming life and that we are overcomers. We can only know this at the end of our journey. Whether we're taken to be with the Lord or it's just moments before the Lord comes to rapture, the, the first fruits. Until then, none of us can say, I, I'm an overcomer. You can say, yes. The Lord, through his love, poured out to me. I overcame in that situation. Yes. Amen. But to say you're an overcomer, and that you are sure you will receive the crown of righteousness in the coming kingdom, that you will be in the wedding feast, that you will be a co-king for a thousand years, we can only be sure and declare that at the end. And so Paul could tell us, that he knew there was a, laid up for him the crown of righteousness. And we'll see in a few minutes that the Lord's appearing is on the one hand precious, delightful, wonderful. On the other hand, we need to realize for us, let's just leave the, the world aside. For us, he's coming to bring us all before the judgment seat of Christ to see whether or not we will receive a crown of righteousness. So that is a sober aspect of this. And we'll cover that because we have to be faithful to present the full teaching of Paul concerning this, but the Lord wants us to, and he is with us now, to emphasize loving the Lord's appearing in our personal and our corporate life together. So now we come to the outline itself, loving, loving the Lord's appearing. Now, loving the Lord's appearing implies a number of things, and we'll see a little later one particular matter. But here's a, the kind of illustration. 
uh, many years ago in Anaheim by the post office, right next to the post office, was a movie theater. You know, people go in there to see movies. And the full-time training for the United States is here in Anaheim. And Monday is a day off for the, the trainees. They can take care of very practical things. But there are some healthy things they're allowed to do, like you could go to a museum or this and that. But there's a little list of don't go there, don't do this. Don't go to a theater, a movie house. Well, let's suppose that, you know, as one of the serving brothers there, you know, we love all the trainees and the trainees love the serving ones. So that would include me. But let's suppose, and uh, this is an actual situation, Let's say I go to the post office, oh, about um, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And as I come out of the post office, uh, four trainee brothers are walking out of the theater. And they see me, and I see them. Do you think they were happy? to see me right then because now they got caught. Whether I want to or not, I have to report that to the the overseers of the training. Not that they're going to be put out of the training, but they'll have some discipline. No, they might have said, Brother Ron, we love you. Uh, we would love to see you tonight in the Monday night meeting where you'll share something with us. We love you, but uh, we're embarrassed by your coming because what we were and what we were doing. And so we will see this is another side of loving the Lord's appearing. And we want to emphasize this. We don't want to say or think or feel anything that would uh, reduce this. But we need to realize there's a lot involved with our loving the Lord's appearing. If the Lord's second coming is precious to us, we will love his appearing. And as you were singing this hymn and sang it again and read verses in different languages and then we're praying. I just almost wept with joy for your loving the Lord's appearing and I'm here with my wife. We love the Lord's appearing. <clears throat> Because we love the Lord's coming. We want him to come. How much longer must we be suffering through what's happening in this age? We long, Lord, make us all ready for your coming, for your appearing. Make us rapture ready in every way. And so we can sincerely say, the Lord's second coming is precious to us. And by his pouring love into our heart, we can say, Lord, we love your appearing. A, loving the Lord's appearing and loving the Lord himself are inseparable. And so this will be kind of a little cycle. The more we love the Lord experientially, the more we will love his appearing. And the more we love his appearing, 
the more we will love himself. And so at the end of message three, on focusing on love, we more than conquer in all things through the one who loves us. He's still pouring out love. And I was touched by the Lord as you were touched by the Lord. Well, here I am, a failure in this matter again. But he comes and indicates, I still love you. Of course, we have to take care of the matter. But I love you. And our response is, we love him. We love his his appearing. B, if we are waiting for the Lord to come, we should be those who love his appearing. So not all believers uh, know anything about loving his appearing. And if they were asked and given an honest answer, I said, well, I, I wouldn't say I, I don't, but I can't say I, I do love his appearing. And so, but notice we are waiting for the Lord to come. And it's becoming very, very clear in praying in a little group of a few saints or in a, a church prayer meeting, we can just realize there's a developing feeling of, Lord, we're waiting. We have to live day by day. We have to take care of our human responsibilities. We need to continue in our Christian life and church life. But Lord, we're waiting. We're waiting for you to come. And Lord, we love your appearing. But our saying, even though it's sincere, saying, I love your appearing, there will be some God arranged tests or trials. And so we need to turn to point C. <clears throat> and here we need to um, consider certain situations or certain matters. The, the Lord's appearing, his coming back, is a warning. The Lord's appearing, his coming back, is an encouragement. The Lord's appearing, his coming back, is an incentive to us. So we need to spend a, a certain amount of time here to consider warning, encouragement, and incentive in that sequence. And this brings us, or brings me to read to you the first verse in Second Corinthians, I'm uh, sorry, Second Timothy 4. And he is, he wrote this epistle to his spiritual son. And uh, when he wrote the epistle to the Philippians, he said, Timothy will come on my behalf. He, he and I have, he has one spirit, one soul with me. He was the one closest to Paul, his spiritual father. And when Paul was on a particular journey, he met him as he was a dwelling for a period of time with a certain local church. And he met this young man and he was, so many testified on behalf of how his mother, how his grandmother 
prepared him for this. And then Paul chose him to be his co-worker to the very end. And so he wrote this epistle to him. But now we come to the, the, the warning aspect. Verse 1. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead. <coughs> Excuse me, I cleared that flim. Who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. So here, Paul is clearly speaking of the Lord's appearing. And the Lord's appearing for overcoming saints will be delightful. It will be enjoyable. It will be precious. But the context is by his appearing and his kingdom, when the Lord comes, He's not only coming to rapture the living overcomers. He is coming soon to judge all the believers at the judgment seat of Christ. That is an aspect of his appearing. It won't be simultaneously, as far as I understand, that when the living overcomers are raptured and they're brought before the throne of God and they're welcomed into the wedding feast. But it won't be too long after that when all the believers, the living ones and those who have died and been resurrected, they will now be judged whether or not they will be co-kings in the kingdom. And so the Lord's appearing is not just the Lord's, we love the Lord, he's coming, he's going to come to appear. And I just want to be here when he appears. Well, we also, on the side of warning, to realize this is a warning that you need to be ready for his appearing. Anything, I know there's one dear brother. And the Lord answered this prayer when he passed away at 91. When he gave this testimony of an aspect of his prayer relationship with the Lord. When he said that, Lord, I know that I will stand before you at the judgment seat of Christ. I want to clear up now anything, everything that you would judge me for what I am, what I did. And surely our loving Lord Jesus would honor that prayer. He would never say, no, I'm, I'm not going to let you know. I'm just going to wait and I'm, I'm going to get you then. That's not our Lord. That's not the one we love, the one we will marry. But just a seeking believer having this realization. Yes, I'll be with the Lord. Yes, the Lord is coming. And it will be a wonderful thing. But at the same time, it might be for many a shocking thing. So it's a warning. And then just listen again to what he said. I solemnly charge you. Just imagine. Let's suppose. Uh, an elderly brother, maybe he's. 89 years old. He's been 
loving and faithful. And now he has two, two sons, well advanced in middle age. They're at his bedside, along with some others, and, and praying together and singing together. And you just imagine if a father would say, Sons, I solemnly charge you. Wow, a final word. And he would name him. I solemnly charge you. You know that I am departing soon, but you will be here. I'm giving you a final commandment from your father and from your spiritual father. This is what Paul was speaking to this most precious co-worker. I charge you before God and Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus, who is the judge, the living and the dead. And I solemnly charge you by his appearing and his kingdom. Because when the Lord appears for his believers, the kingdom is involved. And the decision will be made clear to us. Will we enter into the manifestation of the kingdom during the millennial age and be there with the Lord a thousand years? Will we be a co-king? Will the Lord assign, assign to us a city or part of a country Many of us, from the time we received this kingdom teaching, it's been motivating us just unending. From the time this teach, teaching penetrated me in the fall of 1966, it never left me. It's not the only thing. It's not the center. Christ himself is the center. But to realize I'm an elderly person humanly. Surely I'm near the end of my journey. How and when the Lord will end? Only he knows. Our living hope is that it will end by rapture. But the will of God may or may not be different. A different. So I just wanted to make this clear. This is the warning that, yes, oh, we love the Lord's appearing. We want the Lord to appear. But we should be sober along with our, our joy. Lord, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. And so this is a warning. The fact that I'm coming indicates this is a warning to you. To just be prepared and just be ready. And then, of course, we can go on just as much with emphasis on an encouragement. And we all need this. And the Lord knows that we need the warning, but also he knows we need encouragement, actually, much more than that. There are just times in various ways. We're just disappointed with ourselves. We're not examining ourselves. But we know some of our weaknesses. We know some of our shortcomings. And we're so discouraged. Not just we, we think we're going to make ourselves better. We know that's impossible. We know We need to grow in life. We know Christ needs to reign over us. But just in our daily living or situations, certain conditions, we need encouragement. 
And God is a God of comfort and encouragement. The apostles needed encouragement. Brother Nee, Brother Lee need encouragement. We all do. But not in a kind of natural human way. But from the fact that the Lord is coming, the Lord's appearing, encourages you, the Lord would say, you're getting ready. You're getting ready. You're not the same as you were five years ago. I'm here as a God of all comfort to encourage you. Press on, okay? That's why I really love that verse in Micah. You know, do not rejoice over me. He's speaking to the enemy. When I fall, I will rise again. Well, as your fellow brother, I've fallen in the race many times. I'm not just talking about terrible negative things, just failing. And then you get up and keep on running. That's the encouragement. Because you're advancing. You're not where you were 20 years ago. You're not the same. And the enemy's trying to discourage you. And so, deal with him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your your testimony. So he wants to encourage us and it's an incentive to us. It's something that just um, energizes us. The Lord's coming. It's coming soon. Who knows? Maybe next week we will learn that some kind of bomb or missile has landed on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem and it destroyed the buildings that are there. And all the religious leaders are there, hundreds of them, shouting, rebuild the temple, rebuild the temple. That fulfills prophecy. And then the Arabic-speaking world is just outraged. How dare you be there? We're going to come and deal with you. Then the leader of Israel will make a covenant with a powerful leader in Europe who will become the Antichrist. And when that happens, and it will happen, when that agreement is signed, the 70th week has begun. Seven more years. That's the end. And after three and a half years, we don't know the day. We don't know the time. The Lord will come for the living saints, the overcoming saints. And so if there's some saints that are lukewarm or they have one foot in the church life and another foot in the world, and then they realize, oh, boy, wait a minute. I do know a little bit about the prophecy. And I've only got three and a half years. Otherwise, I'll have to go through the Great Tribulation. Well, then they may doing whatever they can in three and a half years. I'm not waiting for those three and a half years. And neither are you. That's why you're here. So it's an incentive. We're nearing the end of this age. And the Lord is drawing near. So now we can go on. One, we should love the Lord's appearing. And look forward to it. With earnest expectation and joy. That's how we should look at it. Not with fear. If the fear comes. That's an attack from the enemy. And and then he wants to rule us. Then the thing we fear happens to us. 
But no, we're not living in fear other than a holy fear for God, but that's not the negative fear. That we look forward to his coming with earnest expectation. And, and this is the atmosphere of this message. Yes, we've taken the warning. We understand what Paul said to his spiritual son. But we're at, we're all together at the very heart of this message. It is loving the Lord's appearing. It is, we earnestly expect it with joy. The more we consider, the more the joy of the Lord. He, he mentioned this in John 15, 11. My joy will be in you and your joy will become full. And our joy will increase as we sense the Lord's coming. And then we're living in the reality of the kingdom of God in our church life. Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so there's one thing in the Lord's heart. And there's one aspect of the present ministry today through certain speaking brothers. Is our joy needs to increase. That wonderful verse in Nehemiah, is it 8011? I think it's 8011. The joy of Jehovah is your strength. And joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And so we want to, we love the Lord's appearing and look forward to it with earnest expectation and joy. Two, we should have a living that loves the Lord's appearing that causes us not to be discouraged, but to remain faithful to the end. And here I need to pause reading the outline and read a verse to you with some comments. Because just a few months ago, our, our, our loving Lord just touched me with this verse. At the end of the Shiny Speaking Conference, I was asked by the co-workers to give a concluding, a, a concluding summary word. Although I don't speak Chinese, and I'm not Chinese, but I love being with them. And so it was just about 15, maybe 20 minutes. And the end of my speaking was about outline three, which I wrote about loving the Lord's appearing. And then I said, brothers and sisters, loving the Lord's appearing involves first John chapter two, verse 28. And now little children abide in him so that if he is manifested, we may have boldness and not be put to shame from him at his coming. Little children, abide in him. So that if he is manifested, that is, as if he appears, we may have boldness. So let's just say the Lord would appear right now. And we've all been growing to maturity. We are abiding in him right now under his light shining and his shepherding of our soul. We have cleared up everything that we're aware of. And now we're abiding with him. When he came, when he comes, he sees us. You are one with me right now. Then there will be spiritual boldness. There's no fear. Lord, you're here. 
you came. I'm going to be with you. Yes. You're going to be in the wedding feast. Yes. Because only those that were abiding in me when I appear will be. So if I would say, Lord, Lord, come on now. I've been growing in life. I've been maturing. I've gone through so many things. And I spend a lot of time in the word and I sing and I pray and I exercise my spirit. He said, I, I know what you're doing. But when I came, where were you? In the flesh, in the cell, in the natural life. Maybe not all day, maybe just seven minutes, but that's when I came. So that's why this word about abiding in him. And if we look back, even maybe this last week, you know, we're, we're just, we're not analyzing ourselves, but we're just learning from this. Oh, Lord, if your appearing was at that moment, when I was saying that, I would have been embarrassed. And I would still be here. So this is to be part of our encouragement and part of our incentive. And so, point two, we should have a living that loves the Lord's appearing. This causes us not to be discouraged, but to remain faithful to the end. Again, we have this word discouraged or encouraged. We all need this. I didn't know whether or not I should share something with you, but now I have the leading to do it. There's not a huge number in the meeting place that are in their person. There aren't that many saints in the churches, in the Nordic countries or in the Baltic countries. And the enemy didn't realize it's not a matter of the number. The message that will be released to this group of saints who are exercising their spirit, who are open vessels, who draw out the living word from any brother ministering to them. Whatever the Lord has on his heart to speak to his body through this particular audience these are the exact saints that will be the receivers. And the enemy hated this and the enemy feared this. And early that day of the first message, he just attacked me viciously, just viciously. Then I realized, now I know what's happening. Now I know What's going on? And now I apply the victory of Christ to this attack. This is not just me. This is the enemy. And the enemy is afraid. So now we want to declare to him. Romans 16, 20. The God of peace. Enemy will crush you. Under the feet of the church. And so he tries to discourage us. But the Lord is interceding for us. The Lord is the shepherd of our soul, supplying us, comforting us, encouraging us, and just urging us, don't stop. Don't look back. The best is ahead. Be faithful to the end. Just ask the Lord, even now, inwardly, inwardly. Not with audible words, but inwardly. I'm praying this. Lord, grant me the grace to be faithful to the end. To the end. Whatever the situation may be, 
we want to be faithful to the end. In Revelation 17, 14, is a precious verse here. It's worth time looking up and reading to you. Okay, just, I'm getting there. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. And he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called and chosen and faithful will also overcome. We want to be faithful to the end and faithful with him when he comes with his bridal army. So now we have section two that we'll go through. It's important, but it's not the main burden. It's just making it clear. Loving the Lord's appearing is in contrast to loving the present age. And that verse, verse Verse 10, he said, Demas has abandoned me because he loved the present age. This was a co-worker of the Apostle Paul mentioned in Colossians toward the end. But now, oh, to identify with an apostle who's about to be put to death, who's in prison, then you're in danger. And someone say, are you with him? Do you work with him? And you say, yes, he's my spiritual father. He's a leading co-worker. I'm one with him in every way. Then he'll say, arrest him. Put him in prison. Behead him along with the one he follows. Or he might say, I don't know him. I don't know too much. But this is what happened in China. When those taking control were addressing a large number of saints in a particular church, and he said, we're just having to deal with this man, knee. We don't have any problem with someone believing in Jesus. It's up to you. It's whether or not you are standing with him or not. And then they left these communist leaders. And many would say, Watchman Nee, who's he? We have nothing to do with him. And I don't have a negative view about any place or any person. It's just a fact of fallen human nature. If this trial came upon us in the United States and some of the co-working brothers and ministering brothers and their wives were imprisoned and were sentenced to death. Hundreds of saints will flee. What? We, we don't know this. If that happened to Demas, it's a warning. It could happen to any co-worker. And this is addressed to co-workers, not mainly to the saints. Faithful to the end. Yes. Yes, I'm a a young but a co-worker of Brother Witness Lee. I am one with him in every way. I stand with him. I'm not ashamed of him. It's an honor to serve the Lord with him. That's Timothy. And Timothy had to go against his disposition 
to be that firm. And so now we just read through this to see he loved the present age when it came down to it. And this is why we need to pray, not just loving prayers, but prayers of spiritual warfare for the young people all over the earth. In California, the enemy is using the educational system of the public schools to destroy an entire generation from five years old to 21 years old. And their children are in public school for this. Uh, We have to fight for their protection. And they would be saved, the children, from loving the present age. And I know a number of very dear uh, brothers and sisters Most of them are in their 30s, highly educated. Many of them are in the full-time training. They have a a job that when they started working, they already were paid $140,000 a year. And they have their kind of church life, one foot in the church, one foot in the world. That's why one weekend I was there on a Friday night, I just said, I never did before or after. That Saturday night, a very particular burden will be released. And so many of these young middle-aged trainees were there Friday night. Then a brother told me on Saturday night after it, he said, I looked around, hardly any of them there. Then he had a way, and I don't have that kind of thing in my phone, and I my iPad, and I don't want to have it. And he, and they were just interacting. Oh, we're at a professional basketball game, or we're having a luxurious dinner with excellent fine. Saturday night is our time. Thursday morning is God's time. That's Demas repeating, loving the present age. An age is a part, a section, or an aspect of the world system of Satan, which is used by him to usurp and occupy people and keep them away from God and his purpose. Lord, save the young people from this. In 2 Timothy 4.10, the present age refers to the world that surrounds, attracts, and tempts us. We cannot contact the world unless we contact the present age of the world. So we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Demas loved the present age. Due to the attraction of the present age, he forsook the apostle Paul. That's what a co-worker did. When the trial came, he ran away. In Romans 12, 2, Paul exhorts us to not be fashioned according to this age, but to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. The main area of a spiritual battle with the enemy is our mind. And the enemy is doing everything he can to attack the mind of the young people, and of course, all of us. And so they can be online with their computer or their iPad or whatever it is. In a few clicks, they can be anywhere. All kinds of things are coming to them. They may not realize that the God of this age is trying to blind them and to fill their mind with so many False things. In fashioning their mind. Directing their mind. And that is why Paul realized this. We don't want to be shaped. Fashioned by this age. 
We all need and we pray and fight for the young people to be renewed in the mind, to be transformed in their soul. I really mean it. We need to fight for them. And with just two others, generally twice a week, when we have some precious prayer together, a little vital group. Sometimes the Lord leads us to pray, fighting prayers for all the young people throughout the earth, wherever they are. Save them from the God of this age. We're not just here getting ourselves personally ready. We have a loving concern for all the saints of all ages and all the young people. One, this age, in verse two, denotes the present practical part of the world, which stands in opposition to the body life and replaces the body life. To be fashioned according to this age means to adopt the modern fashions of the present age. To be transformed is to allow an organic element to be wrought into our being thus producing an inward metabolic change. Well, we just want to pause and thank the Lord for your faithfulness in training us to set our mind on the spirit, to set our mind on the word of God. Thank you for renewing our mind. Now the way is open for you to transform our soul. Thank you, Lord, as we're meeting here with you now. Our soul is not in the condition it was in 20 years ago. It is not the soul that I had when I came into the church life. You have been transforming it. We just now want to thank you and then press on. Now you gain the mind, go on to the emotion and the will until you have saturated every part of our soul with your all-inclusive spirit. Three, because the present age opposes the church, which is God's will, we must not be fashioned according to it. If we are to live in the body of Christ, we should not follow the present age or be fashioned according to this age, or conformed to it. Of course, there's no way of knowing the, what Demas was like inwardly. But for him to be able to abandon Paul at that time indicates there was something undealt with in his being all along. Something had not been dealt with. The cross had not been applied. So when the trial came, he abandoned. That's a strong word. I have nothing to do with that man. I belong to this present age. And so, we want the Lord really, who's the shepherd of our soul, to have access to every part of our inner being. And I think I can say genuinely, with the Lord's affirmation, that for decades I've just been seeking this transformation to grow in life. But last year, when I was in the early stage, the first 48 hours of recovering from that surgery. The Lord is operating in spirit, soul, and body. And I realized, Lord, now you're touching certain deep things in my being. Lord, I thank you for this. I needed this. Surely, this is a thing that works together for good. 
I'm not suggesting or prophesying that next week you'll need to have surgery on your heart or any kind of surgery. It's just, just simply ask the Lord to thoroughly transform you now and give him access to your entire inner being now. Then when the trial comes, it will be impossible for you to abandon. You couldn't. It's just not what you are. Rather, you will say, I, I'm standing here to the end. One Thursday morning, I went to Brother Lee's apartment to work with him as usual for a few hours on the life studies every Thursday. And we sat down to work and he told me, Ron, that I just heard that a, a co-worker of mine, you know, a younger co-worker of mine, you know, who was in, in the mainland. And he was in a situation where he knew he had to stand up and declare something on behalf of Christ. He had to do it. He wanted to do it. And he did. And he was immediately killed. This was a younger co-worker that he had trained, that he had perfected, that he knew. It's like a father losing a son. But this dear one had a victorious end in that situation. No, I will not take that way. No, I will not participate in this. Jesus Christ is God incarnated in the flesh. He lived a God-man life, died on the cross for our redemption, and was resurrected as a life-giving spirit. And I love him and I'm one with him. I will never deny him. And after Brother Nee had been imprisoned for many of those 20 years, he was interrogated again to ask, have you forgiven up this faith, what you, what you say you believe in? He said no, and he testified. And then they just beat him, an older person, faithful to the end. E, if we love the present age, we will take sides with the world. If we love the Lord's appearing, we will take sides with him and fight with him for his interests. We can declare corporately, we take sides with the Lord. And we fight with him for his interests. We not only say we take sides with him and we're passive. No, we are being trained to fight in spiritual warfare, especially through prayers and the preaching with power, the gospel of the kingdom throughout Europe. May the white horse gallop all over the Europe, Europe with the, the gospel of the kingdom of God to fulfill Matthew 24, 14. The gospel of the kingdom must be preached throughout the inhabited earth. Then the end will come. Now the last few points. Those who love the Lord, wait for his coming. Uh, those who love the Lord and wait for his coming and love his appearing will overcome. Oh, how delightful. We love him. We're waiting for his coming. And we love his appearing. We can all say this, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm waiting for your coming. Lord, I love your appearing. And the Lord will say, Amen, Amen, Amen. You will overcome. Just keep loving like this. You will overcome. A loving the Lord's appearing is a proof that we love the Lord and live for him today. And I could also say, and we live to him today. Hence, it is also becomes a condition for us to receive his reward. And so 
we will not only be ready when he comes, the Lord will say, I'm not just coming in love, I'm coming with a reward for you. Just as Paul knew he would receive a crown, I'm going to give you a crown. B, to love the Lord's appearing does not mean that we should not live a normal life. Rather, the more we love his appearing, the more we need to live a normal life today. This is so, so real and so true. And so the Lord in Matthew 24 illustrates this. About two men, they were brothers, and two sisters, uh, two women, they were sisters. They were doing their ordinary daily work. The two men were in the field, laboring. The two women were at home, grinding. Then one was taken. That is, one was raptured. The other left. One brother was abiding. He was mature. He loved the Lord's appearing. The Lord inwardly called. He's raptured. The other brother is still there. Same with the sister. And this indicates that for the living overcomers, those who are loving him, loving his appearing, and awaiting his appearing, while they're living a normal life. In a few weeks, I'll give a little conference somewhere in the United States on living in the divine and mystical realm. And the brother and the sisters that were raptured, it's because they had learned and trained to live in two realms at the same time. What is that? Well, physically, we're human beings. So we're living our daily life like the two men in the field, two women, grinding. But one of the brothers and one of the sisters were simultaneously living in the divine and mystical realm. They were living in the realm of the pneumatic Christ. And because of that, along with their loving the Lord's appearing and loving the Lord, they were raptured immediately. We want to be that kind of person, living a normal life, but we're rapture ready because we love the Lord's appearing. And now my last point, C, as those who love the Lord Jesus, take him as our life, live him and magnify him. We should await his coming and love his appearing. This should be our heart's desire and our living as those who hope to enter into his joy. Be saved into the Lord's heavenly kingdom and receive the crown of righteousness. I have another minute left. I just want to read this again. As those who love the Lord Jesus, take him as our life. Live him and magnify him. We should await his coming and love his appearing. This should be our heart's desire. And our living as those who hope to enter into his joy. Be saved into the Lord's heavenly kingdom. And receive the crown of righteousness. May the God of all grace. And the loving Savior Lord Jesus. May all of us. Be there at that moment when the crown of righteousness is placed on our heads. May we all be faithful 
and love the Lord's appearing to the end. And may we all receive a crown of righteousness as a reward. Enter into his wedding feast and reign with him for a thousand years. I hope to see many of you in person again, but if not, deep in my heart, I look forward to seeing you together after we have been raptured to the throne of God. May the triune God bless you all in every way, at every time, and every situation until he appears because we love him and we love his appearing.